to the book of Philippians, the third chapter. We only have uh, three more Sundays here in this location before we move across town uh, to the LSU campus. And I hope that you're getting excited about it. Um, If you are praying about it, and praying for our church as we prepare to move, then you are getting more excited about it. If you are growing more and more unexcited, it's probably because you're not praying. Um, Because there's something about prayer that gets us on board with what God is doing. And so uh, I would encourage you to uh, get on board because we're rolling. Um, And in a couple weeks, we're going to be there, and there are a lot of things that are going to be different. And uh, I was really trying to figure out how to um, how to handle tonight, um, so I decided to wear shorts. Uh, no. um, we're having our fundraiser for our kids and our youth going to camp. It'll be dinner afterwards, and so um, we started cooking earlier this afternoon and stuff like that. And so um, I knew that tonight would just be naturally disrupted, you know, and we'd be naturally distracted. And so I just felt like tonight would be a logistics night um, to cover some of the things, some of the questions that we're getting, some of those uh, um, just logistical things that people are just curious about, but more importantly, things that I feel like we need to address on the front end instead of waiting until we get there. And I was really just trying to figure out, like, how do you do that without it turning into, like, announcement time for, like, 30 minutes, you know? Um, I know that sounds exciting, but... um, and I was listening to, uh, I'm kind of a sermon podcast nerd, and I was listening to this uh, podcast from the Village Church in Dallas, and um, they're in a, kind of a similar situation, um, but it's really different. They're mo- renovating a place that will double their capacity so they can go from having like six services a weekend to three, um, and uh, so... Th- not not the same. Um, they ha- grow by a thousand people a year is their average. Um, not the same. Um, but it was interesting because uh, listening to this whole sermon, you know, and, and at the end, you know, he was he he really just put it really well. Exactly what what I wanted to say tonight, he said it perfectly. And it was a random podcast, and I don't know that I would have normally listened to it, and so I really felt like. Um, like God was giving me permission to kind of steal what he said. So uh, I'm just saying that up front so I don't get some email. I can't believe you stole what Matt Chandler said. Um, Here's the deal. Look at Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 7. But whatever gain I had, all right, this is not exactly what he said. It's the, the spirit of what he said, all right? But whatever gain I had, I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things 
and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Unbelievable couple of verses there. What? And there, I mean, you can't even begin to tackle that passage of scripture in one night. So let's just take a bird's eye view. Knowing Christ, identifying with Christ, being like Christ, um, that being the treasure of our hearts and of our lives, that compared to everything else in life, compared to that is uh, the most unappealing thing you can possibly come up with. Um, That is not going to change. Our mission statement is leading people to a more intimate relationship with God for his glory. That remains the goal. That remains the vision. That remains what um, every what hangs over everything that, that we do. That's the standard by which we measure everything that goes on in the life of this church. Our core values um, are, are not changing. You know, we're still unified in the vision and in purpose and in Christ. And every everything that is important is not going to change. Everything that is eternal is not going to change. There will be changes, but not in the important stuff. Not in the stuff that's going to matter in eternity. That is a promise. Um, and that is an important thing for us to remember. We're going to move to a different location. Everything about it is going to be different. But Jesus remains the same. And that might sound really cheesy, but that is the most rock-solid truth that we could possibly hang on to. And all the things we don't know about and all the where am I going to park and how's it going to feel in the room, what's it going to sound like and where is where's the nursery going to be and all that kind of stuff, we'll figure all that stuff out. We'll show you some of that tonight. We'll cover some of that stuff. But you need to know that the eternal purposes of God that have been given to us as his church, that will not change. We still want to know Christ and to be found in him, like Paul says, to be like him in suffering, in death, to be identified with him in the resurrection. That is always going to be the goal. We look at those verses and what he expresses, that's us too. And if a tornado comes and tears the BCM apart in three months, wherever we end up meeting after that, we might be at my house, but that'll still be the goal, you know? That will never change. But some things will change. And that's what I want us to, with that being the foundation, I want us to talk about um, some of the things that are going to change. All right? Now, I'm not a a master photographer, okay? I have a a Sony CyberShot, all right? 
It's flat. It doesn't have a projection lens. I can't do anything cool with it, all right? But I went to the BCM, and I took some pictures because I think that that can maybe help us connect the dots a little bit. Um, if uh, let, let me begin with this. It requires no picture. Um, we're going we're gonna to bump up all of our times 30 minutes on the 15th when we move. So instead of starting at 6.30, we're going to start at 6, which means that prayer will be at 5.15, which means that kids' community group and youth community group will be at 5. All right? Um, we're doing this for a, a couple of reasons. Um, one, we just get out too late for people with kids. And... Um, I'm very grateful for all the parents being gracious all these years, all these two and a half years, all these years, um, uh, all this time and um, that kind of stuff. But when we finish at 8.15, between 8 and 8.15, and then we're stacking chairs and then we're doing all this kind of stuff, it's it's a, a late night. So we're going to move it up 30 minutes with the start. We have no teardown really to speak of. And so really you're gaining a good 45, 50 minutes uh, by us doing that. Um, for those of you who have a little bit further to drive, it'll you know allow for some of that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, ideally, this would put us you know, getting out around 7.30 or so. Um, still got plenty of time to do whatever, you know, all that. So um, that's the first logistic that's going to change um, is the start time. It will be 6 o'clock starting on the 15th on Father's Day. All right, not before then. But then it will be. Um, so prayer at 5.15, um, we block off a 30-minute chunk of time before every service to have prayer in the room. Um, I would love for that to become a priority again, um, for that to become really an important time that we guard. Um, if there are things that are preventing that from happening, if the lack of nursery you know, lack of child care or there's, you know, if there's stuff I'm unaware of that keeps that time from being able to really be taken advantage of, then let me know. We can talk about it. But um, we met a couple weeks ago. The elders and all the ministry team leaders met. And um, we're looking to, when we make a move, it's a great opportunity to tighten up some things and to kind of step it up a little bit. And um, But that prayer time before the worship service is one of those those things that I – I'm just praying becomes really, really valuable to us. Um, so that would be 515. Uh, and so everything across the board bumps up 30 minutes. All right. So that's the first thing that's going to change. You can clap if you're really excited about that. Uh, or you can sit in silence. Either way, we're starting at six. All right. Okay. Trying to make sure you're with me. Okay. Let's go to the uh, photo gallery here. Um, all right. Parking has been one of the one of the consistent questions that we get. All right, this is if you're coming down Dalrymple. All right, this would be Highland um, that you are about to cross. If you take a right, that's where the BCM is. Um, if you go to the next picture, uh, you're going to cross over Highland, and there's the visitor center right there on the corner. You can turn into that parking lot, or the next driveway is Pleasant Hall. All right, those parking lots will that's where we're going to park, okay? Um, you do not have to have an LSU student tag. Um, there's, uh, It's free at the, that time of night. Um, that, that will be the best place to park. Um, 
So if you're coming, if you get off the Dalrymple exit, you cross over Highland, and that's an immediate right into the visitor center or the next right into Pleasant Hall. Um, there's something important I was going to say about this, but I can't remember. Okay, so here's what, what this means also. is you, We're going to have to cross Highland Road to get to uh, the BCM building, okay? Um, for some of you, that will be no problem because you love and adventure. Um, for those of you that have kids, this might be something that um, you may want to have a chat with them about Highland Road. Um, it's certainly not, you know, the ideal situation to have to come across there, um, but that's that's the boat that we're in. Um, if at some point it would be convenient for us to get some uh, bright orange vests and, and uh, big, like, flashlight cone things and to have, like, a, a crossing guard team, um, crossing guard ministry team, um, we'll do it. Um, but initially, we're not going to have that. We're just going to see how it goes, all right? So um, anyway, so that's one parking thing. The next the next picture, um, this is Chime Street. This is the backside of uh, the BCM building. Um, there's a parking lot right there. That uh, That's the BCM parking lot. It was full of travel trailers and stuff like that while they were doing construction. Um, it holds about 22 spots. Um, three of those are reserved for the guys that live there and take care of the place. Um, this is available for our use, and we are going to ask everyone to let the families with little kids park in this parking lot. Um, for obvious reasons, um, you have direct access uh, to everything. You don't have to cross Highland Road or whatever. Um, so we're going to ask, you know, all the people without kids to let the people with kids use this parking lot, okay? Um, now, we're not going to have, like, the cops out there and, you know, police that, whatever, but I'm not afraid to tell you to move your car. Um, seriously. So um, if you uh, if you have kids, you just basically make a right on the Chime Street, or you can come from the other direction. That is your parking lot um, until we run out of, until we have more families than spaces, and then we'll have a conversation about that. Um, along uh, Chime Street, all right, on the south side, you can park along the street. It has a two-hour parking limit. Um, I don't know who watches that, but you can park along that road right there uh, if you so desire. Um, and so the those are the parking options, all right, across the street, across Highland, the family parking lot, or along Chime Street back here. Let me show you where you absolutely cannot park, all right? This is the next shot. Um, oh, wait, no, that's the family lot. <laughs> Sorry, you can park there, too. Uh, the next shot, all right, this is the uh, right behind the Chimes and the Varsity, you know, whatever. Um, you cannot park here, ever. Uh, and the next shot is the Chimes parking lot. Okay, you can't park there either. It doesn't matter if you're planning to eat at the chimes afterwards. Uh, they're going to watch you, and they will watch you because they people get caught all the time. They will watch you get out of your car and walk across the street to our church. They don't care if you're coming in in two hours. They just see that happening, and that's not going to be cool. So um, we're going to ask them if we can put uh, little signs out that say, like, no church parking and has our logo on it um, because we want them to know that we respect their parking lot, you know. Um, and hopefully that will help us build, you know, a good relationship with them there. And so, um, and really, those signs are not so much for you. It is more for people who are coming to check us out 
that uh, will maybe want to park there. We don't want them to, and I want the Chimes people to know that we respect their property and stuff like that. So on the south side of Chimes, you can park all along that street, but on the north side right there, uh, don't do it because um, we'll get in trouble, okay? So that's all the parking uh, info I really have for us right now. If you've got more questions, you could certainly uh, let me know. All right, let's see. The next shot this is the front of the BCM Center, newly renovated. Um, it is, uh, it's nice. Uh, it really is nice. The front part of the chapel there is new. Uh, the front porch is all glass, and that's where their offices are and stuff like that. Um, the next shot is, uh, this is where you're going to come in. This is the main sidewalk thing, all right, leading up. Um, this is where we're going to have, like, our flags up there and stuff, and you've got to come in this way. Um, over to the right, let's look at the next picture. Um, that's the the new addition to the front of the chapel. Um, that is where the kids' community group, that's where you're going to go in to bring your kids for community group. All right, second and fourth Sunday of the month, starting at 5 o'clock. Um, your, your kids will enter in through the front, and that's where they will be for that. Um, also in this front area, that's where our giant office is going to be. Uh, the next picture shows that. There it is. Um, that is literally the best shot I could get. Uh, it's that huge. Um, the Basically, what this is going to be is not necessarily an office um, like you would normally think. This is going to be kind of more of a workspace. Um, we'll have the computers there, copy machine, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it'll be kind of a, a meeting place, but it won't be something where, like, um, that's not where Josh is going to hang out Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. Um, that's going to be there and for us to use and stuff like that, but it's not going to be my second home or anything like that. But that is going to be ours, and so we will have a place there to kind of be able to perch and kind of work out of, especially on Sundays and stuff. And that's in the front part of the chapel. All right, next shot. Kind of hard to see it. This is the chapel uh, from the the stage looking out of the front window. Um it basically uh, looks like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I think the Ark of the Covenant is in there somewhere. Um, it is completely full of stuff. And I'm not sure how quickly that stuff's going to be gone. So we may have a church work day or something uh, where we help them, uh, we encourage them in the finishing of the BCM. But the kids' community group is going to happen on the far end of the chapel, okay? So the kids will come in through the front. We're going to divide it about halfway, have some carpet that we roll out, and that's where the kids' community group is going to meet. Um, different than we originally planned it, but a bunch of things didn't really go the way that we thought. And so I actually think this is going to work better. So your kids will be in there for kids' community group, stuff like that. All right, the next shot um, this is the back uh, corner of the chapel. This is where our nursery entrance is going to be. All right. So if you're working the nursery or if you're bringing your kids to the nursery, this is where they will go. Um, and this is really important. I need everybody to, to really listen um, because pretty much everybody that's involved in our church either is putting their kids in the nursery or they are volunteering to work in the nursery. And so, um, and that's that does not happen in a lot of places. And it's incredible that we have as many people volunteering to do the nursery as we do. Um, because of where we will now be located, um, we're going to watch the security angle on our kids a whole lot more. 
Um, basically, uh, you're just going to start to hear more talk about that. We're going to need the parents to really like follow the check-in and check-out procedures that we're um, going to implement. They're going to be different for this new location, but we, we, we're going to have to be sticklers about that. We're going to have more, um, more of a presence around the building and stuff than we have over here. Um, just kind of just needing to, uh, just to be more careful, I think, because of where we're going to be. Not that it's like super dangerous or anything like that, but it's just going to be different. And so we're going to, we're going to kind of amp that up a little bit. And so that's where you, you will bring your kids and there'll be signs pointing to it and stuff like that. Uh, the next shot will just kind of shows you the two rooms. Uh, this is the first room where the walkers are going to be. And the bed babies will be in the adjoining room, which is the next picture. Uh, they kind of look into one another. And so they'll all be right there locked up safe and sound in the back of the chapel um so all that will be in the back part of the chapel okay next shot i know i'm going quickly but i need to um this is the main entrance into the red room that's the courtyard over there when you come in this will be kind of our main entrance that's where the table will be where you'll sign up for stuff and pick up things that you need it'll be located in there uh, plenty of places to hang out and or hide from the rain you know whatever the next shot is of the courtyard. Um, it's real pretty and uh, pressure washed. <laughs> and so uh, that's all nice. There are two entrances into the worship center that will be there. So we'll just kind of flood everybody in whenever it's time. The next shot, this is beautiful. Did you see all those chairs? They're going to stay there at the end of the night. Um And they're going to be there the next week when we walk in. Um, this is the thorn in my flesh. Um, and this is why. Um, the room, it looks, looks great. The sound system sounds amazing. Uh, the technology is great. Everything is great about it except for the number of people that you can stuff into it. Um, one of the great things about being here is we have got plenty of room to grow, to add more chairs. There's the sanctuary that's got, you know, pews, so you can fit like 80 people in a pew if you had to. Um, this room is basically going to hold us now. Um, so when we move, we're, we're making like a, not even a lateral move as far as worship space. We're, we're taking a step down as far as our capacity goes. And that might sound really negative, um, and probably because it kind of is, because from a like church growth standpoint, you would want to move up, <laughs> not laterally or down. Um, but here's the thing. is At first, when I, I first walked into it, after I had the ceiling in and stuff, and I was like, oh, my goodness. We are never going to fit in here. We're never going to grow. You know, we're going to have to go to two services. Like I was just having all these like nightmares, and um, and I really started thinking about. It. I was like, you know, I was like we've never been in a room before that had a low ceiling, where we we're all crammed together. And the times in my life when I've been a part of worship services where you were crammed in, and you could hear people singing, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And so while I think um, aesthetically it's going to be a, a stretch for us, um, and I'm jokingly called the thorn in my flesh, and please don't judge me for that, um, 
this has been the one thing for me that's been like the one negative about our, us moving, and it is becoming more and more positive for me the more I'm around it because I get excited about a, a, a room like packed in together. Everybody's on top of each other, and we're singing, and we're laughing, and you can hear each other and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's lights in the room, so it won't be dark all the time, and they don't hit, get hit by volleyballs, so they, you know, do all kind of crazy stuff. And um, this, this is going to be great. Um, but you just need to know that it's it's going to be really, really different. And if you just love the gym because it's big and open and spacious, this needs to go on the things that you're praying about, about us moving, that you're getting ready for that, you know. Um, it's going to stretch us in our maturity as to whether or not we can jump into any room that looks and sounds and feels any way and still connect with God. Um, because like I said earlier, uh, the size of this room doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't make a difference. And so as we're praying, one of the things that the elders had talked about was just that, that this move would stretch us in every possible way. And this is going to be one of them, you know, going into a place that's completely different in every way and seeing if we, can, if we still connect with God like that, if we still celebrate and we still sing together and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, you need to, to know that. Um, I don't know what the capacity is. I know that it's less than they originally planned. Um, and I think we can get a lot more people in there than we think. And I would love the challenge of, I'd love to have those conversations of, okay, we got, we got to find a bigger place because... We just we we're just growing too much. Um, so this is all going to be great. The the stuff on the stage, the sound system stuff stays set up. So basically, the band will be able just to walk in and rehearse and all that kind of stuff. They don't have to set everything up. We don't have to pick the chairs up, um, anything like that. So uh, this room is great. Um, the only the setup issue is basically going to be the nursery stuff. And putting out the table and the flags and all that kind of stuff. So we're we're going to keep trying to get community groups to come. Um, I don't know at what point that's going to stop being really difficult for the community group leaders to get people there. Um, but maybe the move will be like the the thing, you know, that'll unleash that. But um, so we're going to keep trying to to uh, make that happen. We just don't want it to fool with chairs and sound system anymore. It's going to be awesome. Okay, the next thing. Um, sorry that they're so dark. Uh, this is the red room, um, for those of you uh, who know what that means. Um, you will notice brand new uh, leather or pleather, I'm not really sure, couches uh, on the walls, a brand new ping pong table, a brand new pool table. Um, we're going to really need uh, to be careful because we're in somebody else's house, you know, um, this is not, like, they didn't get everything, like, made of, like, vinyl and plastic. They can just hose down, you know, because college students are messy. They got, like, nice, nice stuff. And so we're going to have to, more so than we have here being in a gym, we're going to have to be, like, careful with things, you know, and not spill stuff on the leather couches or on the brand-new pool table. We're going to have to, like, not throw the pool balls at each other, you know, break the pool cues and stuff like that. Um, not... Not saying we're like not going to use that stuff. We're going to use it. We're just going to have to be really aware that we're at somebody else's house. All right, and it's nice. It's new. This is another big area for us to hang out before and after church and whatever. The next shot is a um, it's a little coffee nook. 
I don't know if that's technically what it's called, but um, they got little tables and they got a little coffee station back there and stuff. So we'll have like, you know, we'll become those hip, cool coffee churches, you know. Um, I don't know if it's like bringing in the worship center kind of stuff. We have to stay on the tile. I don't know what his rules are, but we'll follow him. Um, but that's that's kind of cool. And so this whole room has like has a pretty cool vibe to it, you know, stuff like that. Um, and the next shot, this room is the missions room. It has super nice furniture in it as well. This is where the youth community group is going to meet. We're going to start off trying to meet in here. Again, really nice furniture, really nice stuff that we're not going to burn. Um, but the youth are going to meet in this room, and uh, we're going to try it that way and stuff. And I think that's the last shot. Is that the last shot? Ah, oh, yeah. This is the best part of the whole building, especially if you are uh, a BCM alum. Um, those are brand-new bathrooms. If you ever went to the old bathrooms, you can be really, really glad that they have new bathrooms. Um, that leads out to a prayer garden that is uh, available for us to use as well. Brand new bathrooms, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, and they have showers in them and stuff like that. It's really pretty cool. And so, um, any more shots? And that's it. Um, so th- that's kind of kind of a rundown of, at this point, where we think things are going to be and how we hope that things kind of happen. Um, people are asking, you know, when are, you, when are y'all going to move all your stuff? When's the big move day? You know, all that kind of stuff. I don't really know right now. Um, trust me, I won't do it by myself. Uh, we'll have a day. We'll say, hey, if you got a truck or something, we need some help, that kind of stuff. Um, lots of things will be different. We're gonna we're not gonna lose our identity when we move, and I hope everybody really under, understands that you know and is on board with that. Um, I mean we're gonna have like the the candle prayer request giving station, you know um, that's gonna be there. That cross is gonna be there. Our services are gonna have you know same format to them pretty much. And, I mean we're not you know. We're not going to stop being us. We're just going to be us in a new place. And so as you're praying, we give you some things to pray about. First of all, if anything, any of the logistics that we talked about tonight make you nervous, that needs to go on your list of things you're praying about. And we've, we've got to pray this through, all right? We can't just make to-do lists and, and all this kind of stuff and make plans and go and, and, and not be praying it through. It's going to be a disaster if we do that. But if we're praying about it, everything's going to fall into place in here. And so all the logistical stuff, if it, you know, if it's a huge success or a complete flop, doesn't really matter because we know that the eternal things are in place. Another thing to be praying about is that we would, in our move, that we would produce and not consume. And we talked about last week, this is, this is an opportunity that God has laid before us. This is not a random move. This is very calculated. This is his plan for our church. And as a part of our church, it's a part of the plan for your life. And so we've got to approach this not as consumers about how does this affect me and, the, and I have to drive... I have to leave at a different time, and, and, you know, I have to do this, and this, and, you know, all this kind of stuff, whatever. I don't know where I'm going to sit, 
you know, went my spot, you know. We cannot be consumers as we move. We've got to be producers. When I first saw that worship center room, the reason why I call it the thorn in my flesh is because that's me being a consumer, you know. I was like, oh, no, this is like the one, the one downer at this point. And slowly God is just showing me reason by reason by reason why that's just a completely immature way of looking at it. Immature to the point of I probably shouldn't even said it tonight, but I did. So you know where I am. We cannot move as consumers. We've got to move as producers. And the last thing is that we're praying together corporately that all of us would look at this as the logistics don't really matter because Jesus is going to be there. When Jesus is there, anything can happen, and that's not going to change. So logistics, parking, where to have stuff, when we're going to start, whatever, take it or leave it, change it, whatever. The things that matter will be in place. And if you see the things that matter start to slip out of place, you need to say something. You need to tell me, to tell the elders, tell somebody. I don't want to go back. I want to read Philippians 3 again. It says a reminder that even in the, a talk of something like tonight, of logistical things, that the important stuff will always, always be there. Let's read it again. Hebrews, I'm sorry, Philippians 3, 7. 